Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Paul Fontaine. Alongside me, as always, Ryan Frederick. And I feel like I haven't done this in a long time, and I guess that's because I haven't. Uh, I normally do a show on Wednesdays on our uh, on our Patreon, and I sat this one out because I was traveling all week. Uh, and as probably most of you know, I was in uh, Dallas for WrestleMania. Uh, you know, in Ryan's neck of the woods, we never did catch up. Ryan's a pretty busy guy and, uh, especially on the weekends. So, uh, and actually, you know, even though we say Dallas, you're in Fort Worth and that's, you know, it's a bit of a haul. I think you said 45 minutes there and back or like each way. So I mean, we're talking 42 miles. And then when you add in all, all the people that live in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, which is, you know, 4 million, 4 million traffic, you know, traffic can take, can, it could take me from my house. It could, take me sometimes an hour and a half just to get to to where everybody to the omni where everybody was staying so yeah so it it could be a pain getting over there we had a i I, you know the night for you to come would have been sunday night uh that that was fun and uh i would have it would have been nice to actually have something to chat with at uh at the uh we hung out at the bar um after the show and you know most of the wrestlers were there i shouldn't say most a lot of the wrestlers were there um in fact and a lot of you know friends of the wrestlers and stuff i imagine there was probably another party somewhere else that you know i if i dug hard enough i could have found out where it was but yeah, i also probably, had my daughter in the hotel yeah it's probably a, probably up in one of the ballrooms like 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 it normally no is. doubt yeah Oh, actually, yeah. In fact, I know exactly where it would have been, actually, now that I think about it. And I, if I had a thought hard enough, I probably would have figured it out. But yeah. again, I wasn't invited. So Yeah, yeah. Um, last, last, time, last time WrestleMania was in, was in Dallas, I was invited to the to a little private party. It's usually, yeah. it's usually, it's always in a ballroom. Third the, floor ballroom, at, right? At the, the hotel. Third, third and, floor. There, and there's security yeah. there that makes sure you have, you have the proper wristband and proper thing to get in well know. i had that you did i had that so i probably could have gone in because i had the friends been. and family wristband yeah um and and in fact they they even i think they had like the post show catering and stuff and it was right in the section we were in but we uh we because we kind of hung back just to avoid the traffic and actually getting out of wrestlemania wasn't bad at all um we um it took us i'd say we got out of the building at about eleven fifteen, and we were at the hotel by 10 to 12 yeah. So, you know, yeah. 40 minutes, that's I will, not too bad. I will say y'all did catch a lucky break with uh, MLB delaying their, their season a week because yeah. this would also have been Texas Rangers opening weekend over there against the Yankees. So, I mean, oh my, shit, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they would have had an, an additional 60,000 people at the at the ballpark, which which you, you, you saw the ballpark where you were, were from. Yep. It's, you know, literally right, right across the, the, little, the little river so, there. Was that so, the – was that the problem we had six years ago? Is that no, why it was so no, that, bad? No, that new stadium. That new stadium wasn't there. wasn't there, and they weren't. Oh, okay. Weren't. Okay. The new stadium, but okay. it wasn't there. wasn't there yet. And, it was uh, just that we had eighty. We had 85,000 last time. Yeah. And this 85, time it was 85,000. It was 60. And, yeah. And they were doing – I think that was when they were kind of starting the construction on the new new ballpark, and everything over there hadn't quite been – quite busy right the area is a whole lot more built up in the five years since the five or six years since the last wrestlemania 
Yeah, but we, we had a good time. Um, check out my uh, social media uh, at Paul Ace Fontaine. I post a bunch of pictures. Uh, my daughter Emily got to meet a ton of people, including the person she went there to meet, which was the highlight of the weekend for her. Um, the uh, the first night, she she was a trooper. She made it through the whole show, and I think that was a longer one. Um, although, well, I shouldn't say she made it through the whole show. She made it up until the main event, and then she lost it, and we had to leave. So we actually missed. I missed Stone Cold's first match in 19 years. I was there live. I was, I was, you know, I, basically if you look at the, the, um, the lay, the, it's hard to describe. I'd say there's 10 rows of floor seats and we were right behind that on a riser. So we had like an excellent view of the ring when there wasn't people standing in front of us. And, um, that's how close I was to the ring and that's where I would have saw, but my daughter takes first priority. So, uh, I had to leave and uh, I did see everything up until the match started. And then as soon as the match started, the place went nuts and that's where Emily lost it. And, uh, she just couldn't handle the noise. So we, we decided to leave and then we also beat the traffic. So, um, that, that was like the first night we first, night was a breeze. We just drove it because nobody was leaving that stadium while Stone Cold was wrestling. So yeah, we, we got, right out like right away um but yeah and then the second night though um i mean she'd already seen becky she'd already seen bianca she'd already seen uh she made it through the first match because she likes riddle and uh and that was it and after that 15 minutes in the building she'd start crying and then my daughter would take her to the back and then she just kept coming back and forth and and i managed to catch almost the whole show but she saw only bits and pieces of it and that was fine but if we ever do this again i'm only doing one night with her uh because two nights she can't handle but uh yeah so that that was my weekend and uh i drove home from dallas i left monday morning and we're recording this on uh tuesday night it's now 10 o'clock so i got into the car at about nine this morning and i drove almost 12 hours i mean we you know obviously made a few stops for to eat and gas and stuff but it's a long day and uh, i'm here to record this show and uh luckily for me uh there isn't a ton to talk about but we do have a really big show coming up this week that uh we're going to get into in a second here um and we'll you know we got some news uh but first we'll start with our we got to talk about segment and i'm coming into this blind ryan because i've been uh i i you know i've been driving for two days and i i i'm kind of completely out of the loop on social media uh mma so what do we got to talk about in terms of uh, mma this week well luckily luckily it seemed like the world of mma took wrestlemania weekend off because there was just not a whole lot happening but but for we have to talk about segment we're gonna go with the most notable thing of the past week which is probably john jones uh talking on social media about how he's awaiting a fight offer and he's planning on peaking to be ready to fight in june or july uh there's kind of stars starting to line that where where july might be feasible because i've started to hear rumblings that that uh you know kamara usman isn't going to be ready to fight in july so they they've got two big pay-per-views that they're going to need main main events for and i'm not sure that they're going to headline a card with amanda nunez against juliana pena which might not even have happen in july either that might be going on on in august so you're talking about you might you know you've gone from you know realistically two shows that have where you could have headliners with the usman edwards and adesanya cannoneer to where you probably have a show that needs a main event and an interim heavyweight title is coming and you just know that if they come to an agreement with john john jones that he's going to be part of that part of that fight so so i think you know now the ball is in the court it's been we we've heard all along you know ever since john ever since the pandemic and ever since 
since John was talking about taking time off to bulk up to heavyweight, the word was always two years. You know, mm-hmm. there might be a coincidence why it's always been two years. We'll just kind of leave the <laughs> we'll keep our tinfoil hats on because there's been plenty of unconfirmed rumors that there was maybe a secret suspension in there. But uh, yeah, but to, I mean, if we've hit the two year mark now since you know they said that he was he was going to be out, and it's it's time. And I think I think they get a deal done because because especially if. You know, something happens and they don't have Francis at heavyweight. And the fact that Stipe Miocic maybe only has one, two, five, one, two, three fights left in them, in them at most. They need somebody for that heavyweight divi- division that's going to draw because otherwise you're looking at Cyril Gaon, who's, you know, <laughs> great fighter, but he's not going to draw his heavyweight. Tai Tuivasa, he might be able to if uh, if he becomes a champion just because of his because of his. his charisma and personality saying Tom Aspinall is, you know, I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's got a little bit more personality than Cyril gone, but I mean, you need, you know, heavyweight's a big title. You need, you need a big name for that. And John Jones is the guy. So, so yeah, I mean, if they can come and deal and we can see John Jones back in July, that'll be great news for fight fans and for the UFC. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, heard it, through the you know through little birdies and stuff that yeah that might be you know there might be some sort of double se- double secret probation type suspension that no you know kind of like a michael jordan thing um although you know not the same reason but uh you know where you know there's a reason why you know john jones was not fighting even though publicly he was you know given all kinds of other reasons and dana was given all kinds of other reasons but you know two years passes and we're probably going to see him fight again and this is what it's starting to look like so i i mean we we kind of laid this out a few weeks ago um you know they if they do like two title fights you know put adesanya and uh um usman on on the july you know, international fight week card, then you get John Jones at the end of July and then you get Conor McGregor in August. Uh, you know, that's, I mean, that's their whole year right there. Um, you know, that's probably 4 million buys between those three shows. Um, and, uh, you know, and then the rest of the year is pretty much gravy and three big gates as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, it'll be nice to see Jones back in the cage again and, you know, we can, we can all have a little, uh, uh, bulletin board uh, game and choose you know when he's going to screw something up and be out again uh, but uh, while he's here we can enjoy it and uh, and and you know and it's nice that we always have good old bones to uh, fill this segment when there's nothing else going on <laughs> at least this is a at least this is a positive john jones update you know most of them are true true most yeah, of them exactly. are, there's been I mean, far too many over the last over the last several years that have been negative so this is a, actually a positive and not you know say what you will about john jones i love watching him fight he is arguably the most talented fighter i've ever seen and mm-hmm. you know take what you will i don't i don't you know everybody wants to talk about the peds i i look at it as uh you know everybody's done something mentality mm-hmm. especially on the times when you know all those years where they where you know testing was existent but non-existent so i mean i kind of just put the love filled it's the same to be honest it's the same way i look at baseball through the late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. 2000s you know you, you just have to assume assume you know assume the worst i mean it's it's shitty to say say but you just have to assume everybody everybody you know one of those you know you're kind of 
innocent until proven guilty kind of th- kind of things. So, uh, so, but yeah, but I mean, I still think almost I don't the other think, way around, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah guilty, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, guilty until proven yeah. innocent. That's what I'm kind of in, kind of. Yeah. In. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't think I don't think the steroids made John Jones a better pure fighter i think the talent was already there was always there they just maybe you know maybe yeah maybe I mean, made it, him a it little helps bit. you train maybe, maybe yeah. make you train harder but also some of the other stuff you know that he was also doing you know takes it out of you so it's probably probably you know if you you know if you took any kind of steroids and then you start mixing that with cocaine and other use it probably levels it out a little <laughs> bit <laughs> so no doubt no doubt i mean i guess if you can train harder it's going to improve your cardio and you know you can make those arguments but I, at the end of the day if you're not already an elite fighter you're not going to be a dominant champion like he was yeah, so I mean, and, and again you don't know that the people he was in there against weren't doing stuff too in I mean, fact, they probably were. It's the Barry, it's the Barry Bonds situation. Barry Bonds yep. was exactly. before all the before all the fingers started being pointed at him. He was already going to go down as one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And and now you know even mm-hmm. after all this, you you still argue he's the greatest of all time. All time, you know. I don't and I don't really care about what yep. these guys these guys did because it's just. It's yeah, it is what it is. No, for me, it's for me, it's the other stuff, you know, like the, you know, the, the cocaine and the, you know, DUIs and the running away from, you know, know, like uh, hitting a woman and trying to get out, you know, all that stuff. To me, that's the stuff that tarnishes his career, not his in-ring career, but his out-of-the-ring career. So, I mean, he's not a great person, but... A lot of people aren't great people. Michael Jordan was, you know, by his own admission, not the greatest person in the world, but he was the best basketball player that ever lived. So, um, you know, arguably. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's great news. So hopefully we'll get an announcement soon. I mean, it's it's already April, so we probably know by the end of the month if he's going to be fighting in july he'll he'll want a full camp so um you know that's 10 12 weeks so uh yeah we should hear something soon and uh good for him good for ufc good for us um and speaking of big fights we've got a big card this weekend with uh ufc 273 uh back in jacksonville which where it all began again uh when they uh when they came back from the pandemic and that was the first place because jacksonville as far as they're concerned we never had a pandemic um they filled up a stadium and you know before we even had a vaccine pretty widely available and uh here we go and we're you know we're kind of out of this now and uh they're back there and good for them. And they're getting a big card because we got the two title fights. We got the return of comms out. We got a whole bunch of interesting prospects on the card and we'll get into some of those fights. Uh, but headlining the show is a featherweight championship match. Um, Korean zombie. Uh, I believe this is his second title shot. He got a shot at Jose, Jose Aldo, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, UFC 163. Yeah, nine years uh, ago. Yeah. UFC 163 in August of 2013. Yeah, wow, and he's only fought three, six times since then, uh, yeah, well, in nine years. But that you know, well, he had that military duty, he had the injuries. Military duty, yeah, military duty injuries. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's back. He, uh, you know, he's won three of his last four. The only loss was a, uh, you know, a close decision to Brian Ortega, and uh, you know, and he's a guy like you know, you could argue that you know other people maybe deserve it more, but um, you know, he's a popular guy. It's a it's a good fight. It's definitely a legitimate uh, title fight. Um, I mean, because the, the best other option would have been Holloway and Volkanovski's, you know, quote unquote, beat him twice. Um, so, you know, it's a fresh challenger. And, uh, you know, we've got a bunch of interesting featherweight fights coming up that should determine the next uh, challenger, whoever comes out of this. And uh, yeah, and it's uh, I mean, I, I kind of wish this fight was 
either in um you know in 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 korea or in um you know new zealand or australia because i think this would that would be even bigger over there but but this you know this crowd's gonna love this and uh this show's gonna do it's gonna get i mean it's not gonna do bonker numbers on pay-per-view but it's gonna do all right and uh what what how do you break this fight down right so i mean alexander volkanovsky this is to me this is his his chance to like prove that he's legitimately top three pound for pound in the world. It's, it's a fight. It's a fight that he's wanted for years because, and because the, the Jung, the zombie, he's all, he's never in a bad fight. He's, and he brings out, he seems to be one of those guys that brings out the best in all of his competitors just because of his fight, fighting style. I mean, there's, I mean, we've seen, we've seen guys like Yair Rodriguez and, and Brian Ortega, you know, and others that he's fought who have been kind of in some, you know, so, so, you know, moderate to boring fights. But whenever they fought the zombie, like those fights are just absolutely incredible. So zombie will, he's, he brings something just like, it, it there's just something about him when you're watching him. It's like you can't take your eyes off of him because he's just it's there's it's something it's it's like a it's a unique charisma is that he they has because it's just he can take a beating a beating and just keeps coming and then and then he's always he's always playing offense he can always find a find a finish he's so unique with his on the ground i mean he's had some crazy submission submissions uh his fight with Dustin Poirier that went down in 20 12 is one of the most underrated all-time great fights if you have never seen mm-hmm. that fight or if it's been a while since you've seen that fight i highly suggest going and back and watching that because it's just a absolute classic and just and i mean he's never in a boring fight and he brings out the best best in his in his opponents and i think you know for volkanovsky to clamor for that fight you know you know he he was gonna fight max holloway but holloway wasn't cleared at the time of of the booking but i mean volkanovsky immediately pointed like i want the zombie he want because that feel it's just something about if you beat the korean zombie it's like you've know you know you can handle anybody so it's just mm-hmm. such an interesting matchup, and Volkanovski is so damn good, and I don't think he gets the credit for for being as good as he is. And that Ortega fight in September was just absolutely uh, it was an incredible fight fight, and you saw Volkanovski bounce back from being in trouble. And the guy's twenty three and one, and he's won twenty straight fights, and you know he's ten and zero yeah. in the UFC. It's just he's incredible, and and I really think this is my most this is a fight I've been most looking forward to in the month of April. April, April talked about it when we did the question thing last week, put it in my column. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so looking forward to the, this fight. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fight of the year contender, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, I picked the comms out fight obviously as, as my one that I was looking forward to, but I'm, you know, it's not to say I'm not looking forward to this one. Um, because like you said, I mean, I think a lot of people overlook Volkanovsky because, you know, he had the two close fights with Max Holiday, the second of which, you know, most people think that Holloway won. Um, and, uh, you know, and the first one was real close as well, but I mean, the guys beat, you know, he's beat Holloway twice. He's beaten Brian Ortega. He's beaten Jose Aldo, Chad Mendez, Darren Elk, you know that's his last six fights um that is i mean there's nobody i don't think in any weight class that has that 
uh, quality of opposition that they've beaten in their last six fights. Um, you know, but yet nobody talks about him as number one pound for pound. Um, it's, he just doesn't even seem to be in the conversation. And honestly, if he beats the zombie, I mean, he's in, you know, he needs to be in the consideration for like the best featherweight of all time in UFC, in my opinion. Um, you know, that would be 11 straight wins, um, you know, and then, you you know, you're in the conversation with Max Holloway and Jose Aldo. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I it's hard to argue against him, especially if it's a, def, a decisive win. Um, but, uh, you know, you can't can't out the green zombie either uh although you know the wins he has aren't as big as the wins that uh that um, volkanovsky has and he's lost to some of the guys that volkanovsky's beat so uh but i am looking forward to this because you know korean zombie's not going to quit so he's either going to get like knocked out cold uh, and even then he might just get up and keep fighting or you know this is going to be just a five round war or you know at some point the ref or the um, or the corner might have to stop it because i don't think korean zombie's ever going to quit and uh vulcan and i mean and he could easily you know knock out volkanovsky as well because volkanovsky's shown that he can take you know he he can be hit uh, especially early so if um you know if if uh if if both of them can survive like the first two rounds i think we're in for a long fight and a great fight so that's my opinion yeah yeah um yeah so and next up we've got a rematch uh for the ufc bantamweight title it's the interim champion peter yan against the uh, undisputed champion aljamain sterling of course aljamain sterling won the title in their last fight but he was losing the fight and then he got dq'd because of an illegal knee and peter yan uh or the other way around, sorry. Um, Peter Yon was winning. Uh, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yon, Yon yeah. was... Yeah, Yon he had was, an illegal knee. Yon he had an illegal well knee on... on yeah. yeah. I know what happened. I'm just trying to... Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to, like... My he, brain isn't he, functioning in full, just got full it capacity right now. You just got it backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know what I know what happened. But, yeah. So, um, you know, this is the fight. I mean, uh, technically, um, you know... Sterling's won six in a row now, and and he beat Jan for the title in the last fight. But he was going to lose that fight if if um, Peter Jan didn't get DQ'd. So and then he was injured. So you know it's been just over a year. Uh, this fight was originally supposed to happen in October, uh, and it's it was pushed back to now. And it's going to be co-main here on a, you know again on a big card. Um, I mean I'm not. I can't say I'm terribly looking forward to this one. I just, I don't see any reason it's not going to go the same way the last one went. It may even be quicker because uh, Peter Yan, I think, is, uh, he's, he's probably pissed off and, and he wants to prove a point. And Aljamain Sterling uh, did not do himself any favors by the way he was acting after the fight. And, you know, and I know even some people were claiming he was faking uh, being hurt. I mean, anyone that saw that shot, you know, like he wasn't faking it. Um, but, I mean, he did, you know, he did essentially quit, even though he, you know, he was injured and he could quit and he knew he would win the title if he quit. Uh, but it's still something that not a lot of fighters would have done. I remember, I think it was Anthony Smith was in a situation like that, or maybe it was somebody else where they could have quit and won the fight and they kept fighting and they ended up losing. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, it was, you might, it, you it have was better in, memory it, than me. It was, in the, it was in the John Jones fight. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because he, yeah, he had an illegal blow, and yeah, and I think he was poked in the eye, right? And then, and and he said, yeah, I can keep going, even though like people are even saying, I think the commentators were even, quit, you'll win the title. Uh, no, but no, he, it he was going to do that. It was a legal knee. The poke in the eye would have gone to a technical decision. Oh, it was legal knee. Okay, legal knee. Yeah, it, whatever it was. Yeah, it's something I mean, illegal. Could have taken illegal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think it might have been like DC on commentary. And he's like, "Yeah, you know what? Just take the take the DQ." Uh, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, maybe I'm selling this short. Are Are you looking forward to this more than I am? Uh, yeah, I am. I am. I am. Uh, it'd be very okay. interesting. I know at the time when they fought the first time, Sterling's neck was was really messed up, and it's been messed up for okay, messed up for year for years, and probably, you know. And he won five straight before that, and he looked great in a lot of those, a lot of those fights with you know with a neck that you know needed to be repaired, repaired. So maybe, you know, maybe if he's healthy and and that's all good, maybe this fight goes a little bit different. I still think Jan's going to win. Uh, Jan's just so super talented, but I I don't want to sell Sterling short like this is going to be some kind of blowout. And you know, and the first fight, uh, if also. Sterling didn't learn anything from that first fight. He's gonna be, he's gonna be cooked here. But, uh, but <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, Jan's wrestling, wrestling defense was great in that first fight, and and you know he's he's such a gifted striker and a gifted boxer, boxer. But uh, I mean, I hope Sterling also paid attention to that Sanhagen fight because, yeah, Jan won't clearly won that fight, but Sanhagen had him had him, you know, in some bad spots and in some dangerous spots. And there's a lot to learn, a lot to learn. And you know, if, if Sterling's actually healthy, I give him a better shot, better shot to win this fight than I, you know, than he had in the first one. First one, I still think Jan's going to win, but I don't. Yeah, it's just. It's it's it to me it's more interesting now given the aspect of what happened in the first fight and then everything that's gone on since. I mean, and if Sterling's healthy, then that's going to be play a big key in this. But uh, I still still think Jan's going to win a decision in this one. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I, I actually I'm even going to say I don't think it's going to be a decision. I think he's going to finish him uh, probably middle rounds, the third or fourth. Um, but yeah, so, so now, yeah. So uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know, we'll, we'll go over the, you know, the main event and, or, you know, any other title fights that are on the card. And then we pick our three fights on the card that we're most looking forward to. And then from there, we'll just, you know, Ryan will run down the rest of the fights. So for me, I do want to, I do want to interject. I think we do need to talk about this third fight just as much as, uh, well, I, okay. That was going to be one of my fights anyways. So yeah, it was going to be one of my fights anyway. So let's just talk about it right now. Gilbert Burns and Kamzat. Um, so I, I think I've said before, I think this, but I, I said this last time too. Um, I think he's a big step up in competition for Kamzat and maybe too early. I mean, you said it many times when they kept trying to book that Leon Edwards fight. And to me, this seems kind of similar to that. Uh, Gilbert Burns probably a little bit, you know, not quite as good as Leon Edwards, but uh, what's he ranked? Number four, number three. Uh, Burns is two. Uh, Burns. 
two shit yeah yeah and and comms out is you know whatever he's like 11. he's right now 10 he's 11. 11 okay so 11 against 11 against two um you know and and i mean really he's only had like the one top you know ranked guy that he's beat but he he just mowed through him in in jing lang lee and that's you know he's mowed through everybody so far um and and this is the guy that they're you know i i'm sure you know somewhere on a on a board in somebody's room they've got you know mid 2023 comes out chamayev challenging kumar usman for the title maybe even sooner than that if he wins this one but uh this this is uh this is a big step up for him and gilbert burns is I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I, it seems to me a bad matchup, but uh, maybe you see something that I don't because I just this is not the guy I would have put him in there with. Yeah. Okay. First thing, first thing I want to, I want to go go over. I know you had a busy weekend and might have been off social media. Maybe you didn't see. Some, I was. Some, but uh, but did you, you you didn't see the Brian Stan video? Did you? Is that the thing you sent me to read, or was no, that no, else? no? That's something else. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't see it anyways. Okay. So, uh, 2017, June of 2017, uh, this is when Brian Stan was still doing commentary for the UFC. They were over in New Zealand. I think it was whatever, whatever for the, it was a show headlined by Mark Hunt and Derek Lewis. Anyway, uh, a fan, they were doing a Q and a session with fans and Brian Stan was one of the people doing, doing the Q and a, and there was a fan that asked him about if he's, if he had heard of any like upcoming fighters to look out for now remember this is in june of 2017 so this is almost five years ago and he didn't know the guy's name but he said he had heard about this welterweight that was in the all-stars gym in sweden who was just destroying everybody everybody in the in the training room and how everybody was was raving about about this guy come to find out the guy he was talking about was kamzat chameev so, oh. so, so it's crazy, crazy how, and, and at this time, Chimeyev had not even made his MMA debut. He was just doing, he had done some amateur fights and was just training, but, but here we are five years ago, Brian Stan was already telling people to look out for this guy. And now here he is, here he is, you know, on the, on the cusp of fighting for a title and in his biggest UFC fight to date. You know, I said it after the Jing, the Jingling before the Jingling fight. I still had a lot of questions about Chimeyev, and then I said after that fight that I was fully aboard the hype train. I still am fully aboard the hype train. This is going to be a tough fight for him. Uh, Gilbert Burns, I mean, uh, standing uh, Burns has knockout power. Uh, Chimeyev has has you know quick hands and all that the ground is where this is going to get interesting because burns is one of the yeah. best submission guys in the sport and he's an abu dhabi champion champion and all that and all that and all those accolades uh chemayev's got the got the habib style wrestling and the habib style top game which is top game might be more suffocating than burns is just because it's just completely different because burns is all about hunting submissions and kind of whereas chemayev is Staying on top, smashing you, smothering you, taking your breath away, breath away. Uh, this is just, this is honestly, this is as intriguing as the main event to me, to me. And yep. uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it's going to go. It would not. Uh, either one winning is not a shock to me because, and I think if Burns wins, it just shows. Yeah, you threw 
Chimaev to the Wolves maybe one or two fights too soon. But if Chimaev wins and, you know, I think the only option next would be a title shot for him, to be honest. This you soon, know. eh? Wow. Yeah, but so I mean, when I, I said when I said mid twenty twenty three, like you're thinking maybe even earlier. Yeah, I mean, and now if Usman can't, if Usman doesn't fight, isn't fighting until later in the year and not in the summer, like, like as anticipated, do they try to? And Chimaev wins. Do they try to do Edwards and Chimaev again to to with the winner fighting Usman? Who knows what could happen there? But uh, but I don't think I. You know, it's it's a tough one because I don't know. You know, a loss, I think a loss would hurt Chimaev. It might not hurt him all that much, but in the fans' eyes, I think a loss would hurt him because everybody wants, I to, do too. wants him to have that Habib mystique of, you know, yeah. being an undefeated fighter. And this, I mean, this Gilbert Burns may have been, it may have been too quick for that, for this one. Well, that's, and that, for this one. The other thing is like Gilbert, Gilbert Burns, like we know how good he is. Yeah. But I don't think like the general public, you know, he's not a guy that you instantly, even though he's ranked number two, like he's not a guy that you just instantly think of in that group of like great welterweights. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so got, beating, like losing he, to him. And he got up to number two because of his constant, like taking fights on short, no, yeah. short notice against, against, let's be honest, he was taking fights against short notice against guys like Damian Maya and Tyron Woodley, you know, guys who were well past their prime and well, well done. But I mean, and he scored, he scored wins over him. Let's be honest. He got, he got those wins, yeah. but I mean that, that vaulted him up, up the ladder, probably quicker just because of the, just because of the name values. And then, you know, when he fought Usman, he had a good first round against Usman, but once Usman got used to him, used to him, I mean, it was a clear Usman win. And yeah, he beat Steven Thompson last, last time, but it was a boring fight and he just negated Thompson's style. And, uh, but yeah, Burns can have some boring fights too. So, so, I mean, he's good. He's good. I don't know that he's, he, he's very good. I don't know that he's great. But and and yeah. everything we've seen from Chamayev seems to indicate that Chamayev is great. So that's kind of what makes this really interesting. See, one thing I don't think we're going to have here is a boring fight. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that, that that'll be one thing. So I think I'm at actually now the now that we've talked this out, I, I think I'm going with Chamayev. Yeah, and but, uh, and we do know that the crowd's going to be pro- is very likely going to be yeah. super into this fight, which is going to help a lot. Oh yeah. Probably for Chimaev as well, I would think. Probably so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, so that was one of my and, and Chimaev is a little has grown on me a little bit. Him and his his uh, bromance with Darren Till and all their fun on social media <laughs> that's that's really grown on me because Darren Till's a Darren Till's a great clown and you know he's he's very likable and I think he's he's brought out a different kind of side of Kamzat the the bromance and the and the fun that those two have. So it's kind of it's kind of given giving comms out a little bit more of a personality to too so which is which is a positive for him for him you know so oh i i i mean i'm i don't need to be sold on his personality i mean he got me from his first interview and his first fight and then you know taking a fight two weeks later and then you know like yeah he i mean he he won both titles i think he would have fought for both titles on the same night if they would have let him but it's just it's just a different it's a different contrast from the from the guy who's just saying i'm gonna smash i'm gonna kill everybody but you just see this crazy like warrior mentality and then you see him with darren till i was like oh man he's just kind of a goofball too so 
<laughs> so it kind of okay, just cool. brings, a, brings out a different side of them, which makes them more likable. Cool. Um, okay, so that was my first one. Uh, I, I'm just going to, because I only had three picked, and that was, that was one of them. So I'm sure you maybe have three others. So my second one, I'm going to go to the prelims. And it's a guy that we saw in the Contender Series uh, who um, had like a super quick finish. Uh, and he's a Canadian guy. Um Mike Malott uh, making his UFC debut against Mickey Gall um, at welterweight, another welterweight fight. Um, this one, I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it could probably end in a submission and probably fairly quickly on one hand. And, and Malott is a guy, if I'm remembering right, this is the guy that had cornered like a whole ton of fighters like in their career. So he was like totally comfortable uh, fighting, even though, you know, most of those guys, it was their first time in that kind of environment. And, uh, and he's 30, so he's a little bit old to be making his UFC debut, but I think he's an interesting prospect at 7-1-1 one, and, one, and uh, should, um, you know, uh, probably he's going to get a win over Mickey Gall, but if Mickey Gall gets the win, then, you know, that's uh, another prospect like CM Punk that he you know, <laughs> derailed. <laughs> Um, so that, that's my, that's my one. And then my second one, my third one is, uh, on the main card, Vince Vichelle and Mark Madsen. Um, Madsen's 11 and 0, but I, I didn't think he looked that great in his last fight. And, uh, Vince Vichelle is, you know, he's like, he's like 50, but he's, he's like a young 50. Uh, he's like 39, but, um, you know, but he's, uh, he's won three in a row and seven of his last eight, which is like kind of crazy when you think about it. Cause you don't really think about Vince Bichel, but, uh, it's a tough, tough one for Mark Madsen. And I'm surprised, uh, this, they made this fight. So, um, you know, they're, I'm not, they're well, I'm not yeah. surprised they made this fight. I made this fight. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You did. You that was exactly the name you said, and it was funny because you said something like, "Oh, I think you should fight a young guy," and then then you said Vince Michelle, yeah. and it's like, but you know, he's young in fighting years. They, yeah, they fought. They fought on the same card back in August, and they both yeah. won. And and to me, it just made too much sense to to book them against yeah. each other next. And I was suggesting that on the on the show and in my column, and you know, sure enough, hell. Lo and behold, they made it. Lo and, be- lo and behold, yeah. lo and behold, my suggestion, which when you know, which gets run by certain people, it, it yep. came to fruition. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Madsen is a guy, you know, who uh, you know, he's the pride of Denmark, and uh, you know, former Olympian. I mean, that's his nickname, the Olympian. And uh, but I mean, he, you know, he struggled to beat Clay Guida in his last fight, and in fact, you know, it was a split decision. Um, and uh, you know, he he's gonna have to win here, or the hype train's over. Uh, so that's a lot of pressure. And with Pichel, he's kind of got nothing to lose. He's kind of free rolling, as we like to say. And uh, you know, and and I'm just totally interested in that. So, um, anything you want to add on the Mickey Gall Mike Ballot fight before you go on to your? Th- not not really. I haven't looked uh, a lot up very much yet. Yet I'm still kind of working okay. on my preview. So so I do think sure. it's an interesting interesting fight. And then uh, you know back on Pichel and Matza for a second. Second, I just want to point out Vince Pichel having you know one of the best nicknames in all of mixed martial arts. Yeah. So from hell, right? Vince from hell, Pichel. Like that's just yeah. that's so great. So just you know. was I was right on Malat, right? Like he's the guy. He's the guy that corners everybody. I think so. Uh, I team think, Alpha Male. I think so. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. All right. Well, you'll you'll let us know in the preview column that you're doing this week. Um, okay. So what are your three? Okay. Uh, first, I'm going to go with the featured prelim welterweight fight, and mainly for the a side of this yeah. fight but ian gary against darian weeks i mean this this is a showcase fight for ian gary we we uh rem, you know 
hopefully everybody remembers him from the Madison Square Garden card where he got that first round knockout over Jordan Williams. And he was talking about how he's, you know, Conor McGregor was the first wave of Irish fighter, but he's the next wave of Irish fighter. And everything about him screams that he's a future title challenger, title challenger, possibly future champion. Uh, he moved from his training camp from, uh, from Ireland to Sanford MMA there in Florida for this one. But I mean, he's a fantastic striker. He's undefeated. He's got everything you're looking for in a, in a prospect and a future challenger. And, uh, I mean, this is going to be another showcase showcase for him. He's nicknamed the future and that's an app nickname nickname. And I think he's what, only like 22, 23, 24, 24, 24 but yeah. still 24. Yeah. yeah just eight turned no, 24. Like, yeah. Eight. No. And, uh, what is it like? Almost all knockouts. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Almost all finished. Like five knockouts, one submission, two decisions. It's just, I mean, that's the that's the guy that you got to keep your eye on. Uh, my second fight, uh, I'm going to go with the other main card fight that we haven't brought up, but it's a very interesting fight. Strawweight fight, uh, McKenzie Dern against Tisha Torres. Yeah. Uh, Dern's coming. Dern was probably a win away from a title shot when she lost to Marina Rodriguez in October. Dern needed knee surgery going into that fight. She had surgery afterwards. Uh, she said that it affected her performance. You know, that's what everybody always say, says when they're hurt. You know, nobody knows for can never. You can always take that stuff with with a grain of salt because everybody's hurt. But uh, yeah, she had won five in a row since then. Had looked good since she came back from from giving birth. Uh, you know, aside from the loss to Amanda Hebus and uh, Tisha Torres, she's had. You know, she's had a roller coaster UFC career. She, you know, I think she won like six of her first seven with the only law. Lost to Rose. I mean, was on the cusp of a title shot. Then she lost four straight. But when you lose, but when you look at who she lost to, she lost to Jessica Andrade, Joanna, the uh, 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 Whaley, and then uh, 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 Rodriguez. No, uh, was it Rodriguez? Somebody. Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They both lost to Rodriguez. And then she's won three straight since then, and she's looked just as good as ever, and she's on got a whole lot of momentum. And I think the winner of this fight is going to be, you know, in a title eliminator next. So it's a pretty big, important fight. And then uh, my last fight to look forward to is actually going to be the opening fight on the card. It's a bantamweight fight. Who the Arce? I had a Arce feeling you're going to pick that one. Against Daniel Santos. Arce is a – he's an action fighter. He's always, he's always in some exciting fights. Uh, Daniel Santos is making his debut. He's a 10 and one guy, but he's from Shootbox. Uh, he hasn't fought since 2019. 19 was 27 years old. He's an exciting fighter. Fighter. He's got knockout power. He's got submissions. Seven seven finishes in his 10 wins. Uh, you know he's he's a really strong prospect, and yeah, that should be a really fun fight. Uh, and that's a hell of a fight to kick off a card. Yeah, no kidding. Julio Arce. That, that tells you it's a deep card. Um, all right. So there's only a few fights we haven't gone over, but uh, why don't you take us through the rest of them? Okay. So for our four early prelim car prelim fights, that will be on ESPN plus uh, opens the night opens off up with the Bantamweight fight between Julio Arce and Daniel Santos that we just talked about. Then we have a strawweight fight. Pierre Rodriguez making her UFC debut against Kay Hansen, who's going back down to strawweight. Uh, Then we have a middleweight fight. You know, a guy that we've talked about a little bit here, Anthony 
Blank Hernandez. Fluffy. Fluffy. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wanting you to do Fuck. your fluff, fluffy Hernandez. thing. Yeah. Fluffy thing. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's fighting Josh Fremd. Uh, there was a whole lot of changes, middleweight changes. Hernandez was supposed to fight. Was, this is like his third different Dreykitz? opponent. But yeah, he was. This is. Yeah, well, he was supposed to. He was originally supposed to supposed to fight Albert Duraev, and then Dracus Duplessis was supposed to fight Chris Curtis. But then Curtis and Duraev both were out. Then Hernandez and Duplessis were going to fight, and then all of a sudden, Kelvin Gastelum, who was supposed to fight Nasruddin Imavov, oh, yeah. Imavov had visa issues, so Duplessis was going to fight Gastelum. They got Fremd, who was on the last episode of uh, Dana White's Looking for a Fight, so they got Fremd to fight Hernandez. And all of a sudden, Gastelum and Duplessis was off because literally, like I think a day or two afterwards, Gastelum pulled out of the fight, and Duplessis is not is not happy about it because he's yeah, he is just he's furious Brain about it. He energy, just didn't, yeah. yeah, just kind of feel kind of felt cheated out of it because he here he was going to step up against a guy like Kelvin Gastelum on a week's notice, and then Gastelum pulls out two days afterwards afterwards because of a lingering knee issue. But whatever. But anyway, mm. we got Anthony Hernandez against Josh Fram. That should be a fun fight. And then the early prelims ends with a heavy fight. Alexi Olenek against Jared Vandera. Uh, Olenek was supposed to fight Ilya Latifi a couple weeks ago, but it got moved back. But Latifi was still whatever medical issues caused it to get moved back was still was still uh, lingering. So Vandera steps in like on a week's notice. Vandera is coming off. A loss to Andre. He does that a lot. Yeah, he's coming off a loss to Andre Olarski in February, while Olenek is going for his 60th win. So you know, so that should be that uh, matches fun. his age. Matches, yeah. <laughs> then our uh, main prelims on that are on ESPN. Uh, they kick off with the welterweight fight Mickey Gall against Mike Malott. Then we have a women's bantamweight fight Aspen Ladd against Raquel Pennington. I mean, that's a good La- fight. Yeah, it's a good fight. Uh, Pennington's taking it on short notice, replacing a. Uh, Irene Aldana. I mean, the big question mark on this will be Lad in the scale on Friday because she's had mm-hmm. some scare. She's had scary weigh-ins at bantamweight, and she she's claiming that everything's good now. You know, working with a nutritionist and trying to get down healthily. But well, you know, that's one of those we'll see. So we'll see on Friday how she look how she looks. Uh, then we have a heavyweight fight: Jarzinia Rosenstruck against Marcin Tybura. It's a fight that's kind of flying under the mm-hmm. radar, but both these guys. Need you know are coming off losses, need wins. You know there could be a knockout or it could be a very boring decision fight. <laughs> so it, it's kind of one of those that there's it's literally a tell of two possibilities: either Rosenstruck's going to knock Tiberia out quick, or you know it's going to be a drawn out fifteen minute kind of uneventful fight. And then of, and then the uh, prelims end with the Ian Gary Darian Weeks fight, and then we have the yeah, main card. We already we've we, gone over, yeah. Yeah, so I and uh, just and so obviously the main card's on pay per view. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and it says, yeah, the five fights as it stands right now Michelle Madsen, Dern Torres, Burns Chemayev, Sterling Yon for the Bantamweight title, and Volkanovsky, Korean Zombie for the Featherweight title. I was just looking, we have uh, one, two, three, four undefeated fighters on this card. So we'll see how many, how many, uh, how many. How many of them do you think stay undefeated, Ryan? Let's mini mini game that we usually do at the end of the month. See so what is so it's Chemayev, Madsen, Gary, and Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to say, I'm going to say three of them. Three. And I'm going to say two. Okay. I'm going to say two and two. Two of them will keep their undefeated record. Two of them are going to lose. And I'm saying three because I'm starting to really lean Chimaev over Burns. Yeah. I, I, I am too, actually. I think it's going to be yeah. Chimaev, Gary, and, uh, and Rodriguez staying undefeated. See, and I think I think uh, I think Kay Hansen is going to beat Rodriguez, and but yeah, it's, I'm not betting on these. And then the uh, the other one is uh, uh, I'm losing him. Oh, Madsen. Yeah, I think Pichel. I think Pichel is going to beat Madsen. So that is uh, that is the show, and that is uh, yeah, obviously on ESPN Plus for the prelims. Uh, the main prelims are on ESPN as well as ESPN Plus, and the uh, pay per views on ESPN Plus starting at 10 p.m. Eastern, as all of them do. So we should have a great night of fights. Uh, I still haven't figured out uh, when I'm going to watch these because I got a busy day on Saturday, but I will watch, and we will be back next week to actually. I guess we'll be we'll, we'll do something for the Patreon on uh, Sunday, re- recapping this or Saturday night. Yeah, uh, maybe Sunday. Maybe yeah, Sunday, maybe yeah. Sunday if you're available. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think I'm going to be watching this live. Um, I, I got a few things going on on Saturday, so uh, but we will uh, we will do something Sunday for the Patreon. So we'll be recapping this, and we may even try to find a guest, but I'm not promising anything. Um, so that is UFC and we got some news and there is some, uh, some big news. And I think the biggest one, it's something we've talked about before. Like Ryan, you said they were working on this, but nothing was quite official yet. And then it was made official this week. UFC 275 is going to be in June 11th, uh, on June 11th in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Singapore indoor stadium in Kalong, Singapore. They've had shows there before, but, uh, this one's interesting in the fact that, uh, it's, uh, being hosted with support from the Singapore, Singapore tourism board, which is, this is basically kind of a similar deal to what, what UFC has in Abu Dhabi, where it's basically, mm-hmm. you know, Singapore is paying money for this show, for the pay-per-view, pay-per-view, getting the site fee, getting all these other perks, which, you know, it's kind of funny, funny how it, it's also kind of a slap of the face to one championship who has the, you know, mm-hmm. the vast majority of their their events in singapore but they don't have any sort of kind of similar deal deal with them but uh but yeah it's a uh, you know pay-per-view it's going to be normal normal start time in the u.s which means the first fight on uh, you know the first fight on the card will be starting at like 6 or 7 a.m over there so so mm. well and that's the other thing those one shows yeah. they would start you know whatever in a normal time for them so we were getting them at like five o'clock in the morning here so yeah. um i wonder how many people are actually going to get to go to those shows yeah, i mean i'm i'm sure the, they they haven't had uh, they haven't had issues selling tickets there. I think okay. they've only. I think they've run a show like this, like at, at early morning time, and they didn't have a. Yeah, didn't really have a problem getting tickets. So I'm sure they won't. Oh, but I'm I sure remember, they here, like so. I. Okay, I I could have sworn they had done a show like from there before, like a fight night where it was they, like middle of the night here. It started like I four a.m. or something. I think they've done four four events there. I think the first one was was. Uh, a normal start time over here. It's an early morning there. Okay. And then the other two were in the middle of the night here. Yeah. We don't really see those very much anymore. Um, no, I mean, we don't. partially pandemic related, I assume, but um, you know, where <laughs> I remember those ones where you'd, you'd get up at four o'clock in the morning, put on the coffee and you're watching the prelims. 
I mean, yeah, it's definitely pandemic pandemic related that we haven't had anything okay. like that because the la- because I mean the last the last one we had where it started you know super early was December of 2019 and the South Korea show okay. was Edgar and Edgar and the Zombies right. so we're talking about the pandemic literally started like two months after that so we haven't oh yeah so I think once I remember that yeah I think once we get once you, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I remember Edgar Zombie, and I think we watched that fight at like ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm I'm always been the one who's been up watching those shows. I watch everything. I watch everything live. So so it doesn't matter what time it starts starts. But uh, yep. but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, it'll be an early start. And uh, I forgot what the hell I was gonna say. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. But yeah, big. Uh, and actually, I don't think you mentioned the. F- Maybe you did. I don't think you did. The fights uh, right now scheduled: um, UFC light he- light heavyweight championship, Glover Sharon, Yurt Pachowska. So we have a date and a location for that now. Uh, flyweight championship: uh, Valentin Shevchenko and Talia Santos. Um, and uh, middleweight fight: uh, Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori in a featured fight. One thing I wanted to mention about this: I heard some. Cr- I was yeah, I guess it's criticism, um, saying that you know like UFC is they should be running more shows in um, the states because you know they're selling so many tickets and then they're going here and meanwhile like they're missing out on you know, fans in the United States are missing out on seeing these fights like I don't you know from UFC they're making more money doing it this way. Um, you know, and, and in a way, I think it's actually helping their business because there's more pent up demand in this state. So when they finally do go to some of these cities, you know, they're just snapping up the tickets as quick as they can get them. Uh, I so mean, I, I think there's some wisdom to their madness. I mean, we usually have two or three pay-per-views that are not in the U.S. every year. So, you know, mm-hmm. the way I see it is it's more getting business business back to kind of normal normalish a little bit i mean you usually have a show in brazil and and a show you know somewhere a pay-per-view somewhere else you know whether it's abu dhabi or or australia or new zealand or something like you know like that so i mean it's you know it's the same it's the same i mean they like we said i don't want to talk about it but we gotta we gotta get it out of apex apex and you know yeah. a lot of it a lot of getting out of the apex is you know a lot of it has to do with having some of these overseas markets available to run, run in, you know, as if they can regularly go back to Brazil on a regular basis and, and all these other places. then then I think we'll just Canada, Canada, you know, and Mexico, so all that, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know what the holdup is. We know, you know, so, mm-hmm. so I, I gotta say, um, I, I, you know, at the beginning of the show, I talked about, you know, going to WrestleMania, uh, crossing the border was a breeze. Um, so, I mean, that's not a factor anymore. I didn't have to get tested and have quarantine, none of that. It's, it's business as usual, pretty much. There's one slight thing. You have to fill out this thing called arrive can and you just upload your vaccine information. So you still have to be vaccinated. So no fighters are fighting in Canada if they're not vaccinated, uh, unless they live here. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, so they, they can come to Canada whenever they want to at this point and full, no, so like no, uh, capacity restrictions or anything like that uh anywhere here I mean, and no masks yeah like, it's like no different yeah. though but i mean if you're an international fighter in the U- u.s you can't come to the u.s without being vaccinated okay. anyway anyway for, unless okay. they unless they've changed that you know from from when when it was when they made that rule at november ish or so we talked about it you know when it yeah. happened when it happened and so I- 
I don't think that rule is being changed. I mean, yeah. I think at this point it's, you know, they're telling people, you know, if you don't want to get vaccinated, fine, but you're not getting, you're not getting fights. Yeah. Um, so all right. You'll get, you'll get fights when we go overseas, you know? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, uh, last week, well, you mentioned that Brian Barbarino, uh, Barbarino, Barbarina, uh, was on his last fight and, uh, they, he signed a new contract. Well, he's agreed to a new contract this week. Uh, any other details on that? that, that I found that in your column this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was basically beg- trying to find stuff to fill, fill that column with, but yeah, he uh, did an interview during, <laughs> during the week, during the week saying that he taught, you know, he talked about post fight how that was the last fight on his UFC contract that crazy fight with Matt Brown how he said if he doesn't get a new a new deal he would just retire but i think everybody knew he was going to get a new deal new deal because not only was that fight just an epic fight the best of the year so far but Barbarina has always been an exciting fight and he's a guy he's a guy worth keeping on your roster and uh, you know he has he had a conversation with Dana White and Dana's like, yeah, we're going to get you a new deal. So that's basically the story of that. So he wasn't going to go anywhere. I think Matt Brown might've got a new deal out of it too. So, Oh, cool. Uh, Well, man, and he was supposed to be retired a couple of years ago. Yeah, He was talking two years ago, two, three years ago about retiring. And now he wants to do eight or 10 fights more, you know, something just that that happens, you know, we see it all the the time in sport, you know, in sports, you kind of start, you kind of start losing your passion for a little bit, possibly with, with struggles and, you know, other stuff, but all of a sudden something happens and it reignites your passion. Like look at, look at, look at Tom Brady, TB 12, <laughs> Tom Brady, yeah. even Albert, <laughs> even, Albert Pujols, yeah. even Albert Pujols was supposed to retire after last year, but he's, you know, he's going one more year, you know? With okay. The- so, you know, oh, sidebar yeah. F my life. I had a freaking uh, baseball draft today and I was on the road. And for some reason, my ESPN app would not let me connect, even though I have data on my phone. It's the only app I couldn't open. So it's a it's an auction draft, and because I couldn't bid on anybody, um, I got stuck with the the computer picking me one dollar players. And Albert Pujols is on my team. <laughs> well, he's probably going to get a lot of at bats with the uh, with the DH being in the National League now. So true. True. Yeah, I never thought of that. Uh, but my team sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a bunch of one dollar well, players. Well, you um, know what? I had one. I had one keeper, Brandon Belt. Yeah. Well, so. you know what? You know what? You can't always trust. You can't always trust being able to be in good spots to do a draft. Draft no. when you're driving on the road in the United States. So no, just no, just no. Put- it's not. It wasn't. No, it's it's not. It wasn't because of that. It's this ESPN app. If I'm not in my home, I can't open it. Uh, I uh, I don't get it. Like yeah, I have to be hooked up to Wi-Fi for some reason. Uh, but anyways, uh, but yeah. So yeah, great to see our Matt Brown. Is uh, we're gonna see him again because that's always appointment viewing for me. And the the other thing from your uh, column we had mentioned last week that uh, there's a bunch of cards you know if you you just couldn't you know you don't want to watch any pro wrestling and uh, you, uh, you just need to watch MMA there was a whole bunch of shows that featured UFC veterans and uh, XMMA 4 was one of them and uh, Francisco Rivera uh, now that was the guy who uh, went crazy and stabbed his sisters right no that was Irwin Rivera Is that the guy Oh, Irwin. Okay, my bad. My Francisco, well, Francisco, Francisco was the one who had the uh, USADA four-year USADA suspension for right for tainted and this was his first bite back. No, this is okay. like his fourth or fifth back. 
but he's not getting back to UFC after this. He lost to yeah. John Dotson and Curtis Millinder, who was a top prospect in Bellator a few years ago, and UFC. Uh, lost to uh, and, UFC. and UFC. Yeah, yeah, right. He lost to Jared Gordon, so we're not going to be seeing him anytime soon. But the biggest news of the week was uh, Sasha Polotnikov got a big win, so good for him. Yeah, hopefully we'll see, <laughs> we see him back in the big show at some yeah. point. A few other, a few other news notes that have happened that I've yep. found out since Monday. Uh, sure. Oh yeah, Nate, you told me about one. Yeah, Nate. Uh, you know, we've been following the Nate Diaz saga, you know, closely. You know, especially if you've been watching him on social media, him asking for his release, keeps asking for a fight, a fight. Dana's talking about, you know, he's, you know, it looks like he's going to resign. You just don't know what's going on. But he was in, but anyway, Nate was in uh, Las Vegas this past week meeting with UFC officials. So maybe, maybe we find out something soon. Maybe we don't. <laughs> Who the hell knows with Nate Diaz? So, uh, so, but, so yeah. he, he still has one fight left on his contract, right? He has one fight left in his contract they don't want they don't want to lose him they want him to sign for more fights yeah you know he he has this idea uh, the whole I, the whole thing is you know he he can get he can fight jake paul that's the only you know mm-hmm. they all is talking about boxing you know he could fight jake paul who knows if jake paul would actually take that fight because because nate diaz isn't some over the hill small you know you know, UFC mm-hmm. fighter like Tyron Woodley or Ben Askren, Ben Askren, you know, Nate Diaz would be, even though Nate has no professional boxing experience, Nate would probably, would be a legitimate opponent for Jake Paul. And we don't Isn't we Nate know. giving up a lot of size to Jake though? Uh, no, no. I mean, Nate no? walks around oh, okay. like 190. I, I thought... Nate walks around 190. Okay. He's just, okay. he's just not muscular like Jake and Logan Paul. Okay. Logan Paul is, is, uh, so, is Jake, is Jake smaller than Logan? Cause damn Logan looked big on WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Jake's smaller than Logan. So, okay. Yeah. Cause Logan looked like, he looked like 210. Yeah. Like he was bigger than the Miz. Yeah. Uh, he was really good know. too. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. I don't think we're going to see him fighting anymore. He can make a lot of money in WWE. He could. He could. He could make a lot yeah. of money. To, and he's, he's not, he's got that natural talent. I mean, I think that was the first and match he ever he's what, worked. 24. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Like yeah. 24. First match he's ever worked. And, you know, he's, he's a lot better than some of the, some of the guys we see on a weekly basis, like on an NXT and even raw or SmackDown. You know, just oh yeah. So my my daughter, uh, not Emily, but the other one that I brought with me, she's twenty and she doesn't watch wrestling. And the two the two matches she liked the most, actually, well, there's three: um, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. She loved that match. She just couldn't stop talking about Bianca Belair all weekend. Yeah. She's like, she says, like, I don't even watch wrestling, and I want to be like her. I think she's an inspiration. She actually got to meet her, so that helped. Um, and then the other ones was Logan Paul. She or she she just she hates Logan Paul, like absolutely hates him. And when Miz turned on him, she was up on her feet cheering, and uh, yeah, like like everyone else in the building. And then the other one was uh, she just absolutely loved that uh, that jackass match. Um, yeah, she said that was the only thing she wanted to see on both nights. And uh, I took Emily out of the building, out of the, the area we were in so she could watch it by herself. And she loved it. And she had a perfect view. She saw everything. Yeah. And she was laughing her head off. And yeah, she talking about it all weekend. So I she had too. a great time too. I was too. And so was my dad watched that ma- match with me. And he he loves oh. Jackass. So he, he loved every bit of that match. <laughs> so Awesome. Yeah. So, and I missed 
it and I didn't feel like I missed anything because I'm not a big jackass guy, but I'll go back and watch it yeah, now that I'm home. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, it, it was entertaining for what it was. Just to, just take the, you know, just don't have that mentality of you're watching an actual wrestling match. You're watching, no. you're watching, a, you're watching a long skit. So, so yep. that's what it was. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not, so we it got. Was not, it was not a match meant to be serious, and I don't. I don't get the people who were actually taking it serious. Oh, like I don't understand those people. They <laughs> they told you what it was going to be, and they actually over delivered on yeah, what they promised. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. So no, no, no issue with anything there. Even though it wasn't my cup of tea, I completely because my daughter was happy, I was happy. Yeah. Um, we got some fight announcements this week. Uh, and, a couple uh, other, I think the biggest couple other. Oh, more news, news items. Sorry, a couple of other news items because it's just kind of stuff that has happened since the column and mainly today. Uh, starting to hear some rumors that they're going to go back to the UK in July. I mean, we. Oh. I've always when we talked about after the England show, I was mentioning July possibly for another UK, and even Paul Craig when he was calling for the Anthony Smith fight, he was saying Glasgow in july so that's a possibility right there so so but uh, so would that be if that would be a fight night yeah fight night fight night the pay-per-views are set pay-per-views are set for Ju- for july you got july 2nd in las vegas and july 30th in dallas texas which isn't official so you, isn't 100 percent official but it's just yeah but it's it's about to be 100 percent official um so if you're booking that if you're booking that glasgow card um and do you so you have you have paul craig and anthony smith let's say you know and i don't see any reason why anthony smith would say no to that fight um would you also and you would also put um patty on the card right and would he be Uh, co-main or or would you not put him on the card it depends if uh if they have if they have no other if they have no other plans to go like to the UK maybe in like September or October, then I put Patty, okay. Patty and Molly McCann on the card. But if they're if they're leaving, open possibility. But because you got to remember, you got to remember when they were doing full touring, they would always have they'd always have about two UK yep. two shows in England a year, and then they'd have a show in like in Sweden or or they've yep. done Scotland before or they've done or or Germany or Ireland Ireland or Germany something like that. yeah. So, that so if they have a plan to go to England specifically Liverpool in October, well you know I would <laughs> I, I would I would do Liverpool in September October and I would make sure to put Darren Till in the main event, Patty in the co-main event, and Molly McCann in the you know on the main card because all three are from Liverpool. That's what I would do. And, Me, and, I, and you're doing I, another you're doing another four million dollar gate if you do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If I if I have the book and I'm the one making the call, making the calls, I'm absolutely hundred percent doing that. Liverpool, Liverpool. You know, yeah. but uh, I but, I had said the I had said in the last you know after the last fight that he's got to be in the main event next time. Obviously, if he's on the same card as Darren Till, Darren Till's in the main event. But um, I'm not sure. Like if if it was a choice between him and Paul Craig, I might put him in the main event over Paul Craig. Yeah, but but but. At the same time you got to at the same time you got to remember when it comes to a main event with Patty with Patty yep. it's all about matchups if he like I've mentioned yep. if he's fighting a Matt Frivola yep. that shouldn't be a headliner but if he but if he you know if 
If, like I said, if I threw out the scenario, if Cerrone beats Joe Lozon mm-hmm. and wants to keep fighting, I mean, I would book Patty and Cerrone, and you could put that as a main event. It just—it's all about who's who's matched up against. You can't, you know, you can't put him in yeah. the main event just for the sake of putting him in the main event. You got to have a—you have to have a solid B side. There's always going to be a solid B side, B side to to whatever you want to book as the A side. And for me, like he's getting maybe maybe one or two more fights in the UK, and then you're moving him to Vegas for pay per views. But that that's just me. Uh, any other news before uh, we get into and, uh, fight announcements? Both, it's official. Both fight night shows in May on the 14th and the 21st. They're going to be at the Apex. That's a uh, awesome. They, they they have applied for licenses. I mean, I I okay. I talked about it. You know, after after the Columbus yeah, show, I know. the Columbus show was. The Columbus show was 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 the ultimate breaking point for me about mm-hmm. getting the getting these events out of how they picked. Like that was the final straw. Like like if I was at if I was at going in that show, you know, on a scale of one one to a hundred, I was about a ninety eight percent that they need to get out of the Apex. Will the Columbus show put it probably at a hundred five percent that they need to get out of the Apex? <laughs> but it was already too it was already too late for the May shows. And and like I said, I had heard. I had heard the plans were through June, first were through June, and then probably July was when they were looking at ramping, ramping up because they have other stuff going on. The Apex they're going to be doing Dana White's Contender Series. They they filmed a slap fighting thing over the weekend there, <laughs> there. So they're they're doing other. Yeah. They're starting to do other things with the Apex, and you know, like we said, it's, it's a it's a company worth ten billion dollars. It's it's doing all their home games in a practice. With Facility. It'd be like the, it'd be like the LA Lakers doing all their home games in their practice yeah. facility. It's just um, it's a bad idea. Just, just stupid. Yeah, stupid. There's no, um, there's no, there is absolutely no reason to keep doing it. No reason at all. All right. So that was the news. We had a little more than I thought. Um, so fight announcements. Uh, for me, the biggest one uh, was the Bellator middleweight title fight. Uh, they're, they learned their lesson from uh, Austin Vanderford, and they're putting another unbeaten prospect in there against Jake Armasasi to get his ass kicked. Well, I got uh, nobody else. <laughs> I, I, so. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's, you know, they're not, they haven't learned a thing. Uh, <laughs> Oh, speaking. Uh, of, so yeah, that's speaking of Bellator. They might as well twenty fourth. Yeah, speaking of Bellator, real quick, they might as well cancel their bantamweight Grand Prix because they got hit again today. Oh, uh, what jo- happened? Josh Josh Hill's out of the uh, alternate bout against oh. Enrique Barzola. He was supposed to fight him and Barzola were going to fight in the co-main on on that first card in Hawaii, and the winner was going to would earn their spot in the in the Grand Prix. But now Josh Hill's out, so it's like everybody who's getting associated with that tournament is getting hurt. So I guess I guess we can't call it a Grand Prix anymore. Maybe it's a very good pre or something. Yeah. Did uh did did uh did our buddy Jason have that scoop given that's he, his uh podcast partner? He didn't break the story now. He didn't. Okay. That's too bad. Um you would think I had him would. on uh, Grab a Des yeah. not that long ago. It was a good show. It was a really good show. I got to get you on sometime. Um I noticed uh Phil Hawes and Duran win. They're trying to book this fight again. Uh I think it's been put off like two or three times already, but June yeah, 18th. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's tentative. That's a t- <laughs> we'll just call that well, it's tentative. tentative until they they show it's tentative, up. Yeah. It's tentative until those two step inside the octagon against each other. That's, uh, that's this is like a, a this is like a, a poor man's version of uh, Tony Ferguson and uh, 
uh, Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do you want to highlight here? I, I'm looking at the yeah. names, and there's nothing that really sticks out. I mean, wa- out. Wa- Joaquin Buckley's next fight against uh, Abut oh, yeah. Ma- Magomedov uh, is uh, June 4th. And uh, Julian Marquez against Wellington Terman, June 18th. Oh, yeah. So see that wasn't that much. Be in Brazil. wasn't much. wasn't much this week. Like I said, it was a quiet week yeah. in the world of mixed martial arts, which is not a bad thing. Every once in a while, no, no, and it was a good weekend for it to be a quiet week because I, uh, you know what, I hadn't seen a pro wrestling event in well since Double or Nothing 2019, and I saw four this weekend. So live. So uh, yeah, I, I uh, I'm itching to see some UFC now. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it is going to happen at some point. So um, yeah, so that is uh, that that that's pretty much going to be it for the show, I think. Uh, yeah. Unless you got anything you want to add? No, we got got nothing. I mean, it's like I said, quiet yeah. week and quiet week. But hey, we got we a big still... paper, got a big pay per view this week. That's about the only that's about the only thing going on in MMA this week too is UFC. But uh, yeah, but it's going to be you got an LFA great, card. An LFA card, but you know, once next week happens, I mean, I mean, we got three. We got what? Uh, four ufc events in april three bellators and two pfls so it's gonna be a busy yeah we yeah so we're we're straight every weekend until the next time i'm on the road uh at the end of may um and i I was just looking at the location for lfa it's in sioux falls south dakota which is uh where i filled up for gas uh today on my trip from uh on, on uh, from Omaha this morning, I stopped in Sioux Falls for uh, so yeah. Uh, I, I if I knew LFA was there, maybe I would have stuck around. Um, so uh, so yeah. So check out uh, Ryan's preview. He'll have up later this week on Fight Game Media. Um, you can uh, and of course you can check out his coverage on the Wrestling Observer website and later on his post fight coverage in the wrestling observer newsletter and for me i'll be back on my regular chair in the dynamite show tomorrow or to later today as you're listening and uh and then we'll be back next week for uh, in the clinch uh, we'll be reviewing ufc 270 or we'll be back on sunday uh with our post-fight recap and then we'll have a regular show next next uh tuesday recording monday so for ryan I am Paul. Ryan, take us home as you always do. All right, everybody. Enjoy the fights this week and have a great week. Later.